Welcome to the Agent Leader Podcast. My name is Brent Kelly, your host. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode. Uh, The purpose of every Agent Leader Podcast is to help you as an agency leader gain clarity, consistency, and to make a commitment to become your best version possible. And I am joined today again, I think this is the third or fourth time in a row. So he is indeed a regular guest with Sitkins Group CEO, Roger Sitkins. Roger, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Brent. It's great to be here again, and I'm looking forward to sharing some information that people can use. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's always fun to have Roger on and uh, it's uh, to be able to get grab his wisdom. I've got some great questions to ask Roger today. And the focus of today's podcast really is around personal and professional growth. And we're going to go probably a lot of different directions around this, this topic and this idea. But there is a, um, a great quote that I love, and this comes from the law of magnetism uh, from John Maxwell, speaker and author, who said this. He said that we don't get what we want. We get who we become. And it's just idea of right now in the midst of, of COVID-19, and if you're listening to this in the spring of 2020, anytime we're in the middle of this, uh, and again, we don't know how long it's going to go on, but this idea of how are you going to become a better you? It, because there are a lot of things that we don't know, but I really want to just continue to talk about this idea. And I've got you know some great questions I want to ask Roger and his experience and how he's dealt with some changes and how he's become more teachable and just being able to share some wisdom to agency leaders today. But I just believe in this principle that, again, it's, it's not that we attract who we want, right? Whatever it be, better talent for your agency or better clients for your agency. We attract who we are. So it's this idea of becoming a better, better us. So if you're an agency leader, if you want to attract better talent, you want to connect with your team, well, you'd be a better you. If you're an agency producer and you want to attract better clients, connect with your team, your service team, be a better you. And one of the thoughts that we've had uh, at Sitkins Group with some of our coaching clients in the past several weeks is this idea of your greatest separation, your greatest advantage is how you prepare and you practice. And the best prepare and practice in private when no one's watching. And I was talking with Roger before we got on and officially hit record. And I said, you know, it's interesting to me that this is the most private time ever (laughs) because, you know, we're working remotely, most of us, if not almost all of us are working remotely in some uh, capacity. And even though we're connecting with our teams and having conversations through Zoom and phone calls, the, the, the reality of it is, is that we kind of are left to our own accord. And so people aren't going to see your hard work that you're putting in today, or if you're doing the hard work, you may not see results today if you're doing the hard work, but this is when you really are going to begin to separate. Others just don't know it yet. And so Roger, I want to bring you in just on this, this thought of just practice, because you've got some great thoughts and we've talked about this off podcast before about practice and preparation, but what are your thoughts just in general about this being the most private time ever? Well, there's always pros and cons with it, as you mentioned. But the, with every crisis, there's an opportunity. We've talked about that in the past here. Uh, when you were talking about that, it reminded me of a quote I read quite a while ago, and I absolutely love it. You know, it says, you celebrate in public what you earned in private. And I'm going to say that again. You celebrate in public what you earned in private. And whether it's in sports, theater, music, selling, leading, whatever it may be, everybody sees the results you get. If they're great results, you celebrate them. But what they don't see is all the hard work you do behind it. So with this private time, which means a lot of those excuses, well, I, I know I should practice, I know I should prepare, but I'm busy. And the reality is that you're busy being busy, which we've also talked about on the podcast, versus saying, I'm going to take this private time And I'm going to do the best investment I can possibly make, which is in myself. And I'm going to get better. I'm going to come out of this 
way better in all of my skills area, my attitudes area, building my processes, which you've talked about. So I think it's a great time to use this to really gain some unfair advantages because the, the relentless preparation, the low risk practice, that gives you an unfair advantage in the marketplace. Let's get there. It's some solid points you brought up there, Roger. And, you know, it really takes me and I, I open with the idea of, of growth, um, that there's goals and there's growth. And, and both to me are obviously very important. And we talk a lot with agency leaders about goals to attend, you know, to, to attack and to set and to, to execute upon and to, to meet, which is all around behaviors. And to me, a big part of behaviors was this growth mindset. And I know a lot of agency leaders who are listening right now. Uh, my guess is that a lot of your, your forecasted numbers may have changed or are changing, or you don't know how, at this point how they're going to change. That's just, that's the fact. Um, but what you can focus on is growth, you know, and, and it leads me, and I got to mention John Maxwell again, because this was just something that really struck me as I was preparing today. But in his book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, he said, if you focus on goals, you may hit goals, but that doesn't guarantee growth. If you focus on growth, you will grow and you'll always hit your goals. And it takes us back to doing these things in private that individually, as leaders, as producers, as professionals, we can work on ourselves to build ourselves so that longer term, when things change and things get better, we can thus begin to attack and, and hit our goals. So, Roger, just when you think about this, too, when you think of growth, oftentimes we talk specifically to insurance agency leaders and it's about professional growth, which is huge, but also we think of growth, it's about being a better person. It's about being a better spouse, a better father and mother. I know a lot of people now are working from home. Dynamics have changed with their spouse and their kids. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? When I say growth is the only guarantee that, that tomorrow will be better than today. Um, just what are your general perspectives on growth and goals, Roger? The, the goals, the growth, everything, it comes down to those roles you mentioned. I mean, everybody here is a role model, whether they understand it or not. You're a role model to your children, you're a role model to other family members, to community leaders, you're a role model at work. And I think all too often, we don't even focus on that. And we're saying, you know, I'm a role model. What, what, what do people think of me? What do people say when they're looking at me? We could refer to it certainly as our brand. But when we get down to growth as it relates to the agency, whether the agency overall, the individual producers, the leaders, I always say this, that growth just for growth's sake it's not necessarily good. We've all seen agencies that have grown like crazy or producers have grown like crazy and then blew up. So I think the key to growth from the agency perspective is controlled, quality, profitable growth because you can grow too fast. I'll, I'll never forget uh, an early lesson I learned that when we first came out with our selling system and we were going crazy with the, the whole concept of filling up the pipelines, and we had a producer who in one year, and he embraced this as deep as anybody, did 400000 a little over 400000 of new commission income. And the next year, lost every single account because he over-promised and under-delivered. So he was great at the message, but then he under-delivered and he lost it. So it was not controlled. It was not quality. It might have been profitable for a short term, okay? But it really wasn't where they wanted to go. So I think we just have to get a handle on if I want growth as a person, and if I want growth in my agency or my book of business, what does that look like? And then what do I have to do to make those goals and roles in my mind attainable? Well, I've got to become the best version possible. 
<laughs> when you said that, Roger, I was just thinking of uh, both of our, we have a, a favorite book that we share, which is The Road Less Stupid. Yeah. And as you said that, I, I know I probably mentioned this quote on the podcast before, but it, it bears repeating is that, you know, running the wrong way enthusiastically is stupid. Uh, <laughs> is, what are, is, like, is great lines ever. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it's true. And, and, and again, people are in different situations today, but you know, there are things, so oh, I could do this. I should do this. I need to do this. I should do this. I should do this. And I, I if, if I'm hearing you right, Rod, you're talking about it, just slow down, Absolutely. take a breath, take a breath and really analyze and evaluate where do I want to grow? Where do I need to grow? And with that, I, I really want to ask you, I've got several questions I had written down that I wanted to ask you around growth and growth mindset. I actually want to start with the question that really helps to determine, you know, the, the law of the vital few, that there are, there are a lot of things we could work on, uh, a lot of things you could do. But how do you, Roger, both maybe personally and then working with agencies in your experience, how, how do you, how do you help agencies focus on skills and the right things to work on, not everything? Well, something that we've talked about before is there are always more great ideas than there is the time and capacity to implement them. And if you understand the Colby profiles, which a lot of listeners do, uh, I'm a nine quick start, so are you. You might be a 10. <laughs> so lots of great ideas and just running around, you know, facing those bright and shiny squirrels is pretty addictive. And so what happens, and this comes back to our thoughts about DLX2, the deep learning experience and deep learning execution. And it's not about trying to do 15 things or 20 things or 30 things at a very, very shallow level. It's getting it down to what are the vital few versus the trivial many skills, processes, attitudes that I need to make real, that I need to master within my role in the business world. And certainly you can take it to personal, but this is agency leader podcast. So what are the things that I can really get down to a manageable number and then go very, very deep. As you know, one of the new tools we're building for our clients is a depth finder, so like pin on the boat. But this is just an analysis that says, hey, how deep are you on these core topics, your vital few? Because when we really look at this and we say, okay, the people that have a growth mindset, what do they do? Well, they go very, very deep. One of the uh, agencies that you were talking to recently and then I followed up with, it was really interesting because they, they were a longtime client of ours member. Uh, they sold to a national broker. They did their earn out and then they got out of the business. Now they're back in. And one of the partners I was on the phone with said, you know, we've just got to get back to what works. When we were with you before, before we sold, and he didn't say it this way, but what he was alluding to is that he was going very, very deep. And now they, they just found themselves because they've restarted chasing a whole bunch of squirrels. At the end of the day, they've, they've signed up eight people for our virtual producer camp because they're saying we're getting back to what works. So in other words, what are the vital few things that you know will work? Right now, with, with everything going on, there's a it's, it's a new term. I haven't even shared this with you yet, Brent. Uh, I, I read it recently. It's called a hairball of complexity. Hmm. <laughs> there's a hairball of complexity out there with all the changes and all the things doing differently and everything. There's a hairball of complexity. You've got to figure out, okay, that's craziness. I understand it. But what are the vital few things that are going to make a difference for my results as an agency overall, as an individual producer? Go deep. The word that really stands out to me, Raj, as you're saying that is clarity. And uh, how often do we use the word clarity, Roger, at, uh, at Sitkins? Um, about 20,000 times a week. 
It's interesting how when you, you focus on something, you know, so, so like I remember my dad got a, a new Buick way back when, and it was brown. It seems like every place we went, there were brown Buicks, you know, and because you focus on it. And it's just get, it getting down to clarity. And, and all of the reading I do, and maybe just because I'm looking for that brown Buick, but clarity in every true leadership issue that, that works, it starts with clarity. And people just don't have it now. They're, again, hairball of complexity versus clarity. Let's get clear. And one of the things I think everyone you say, man, what would it feel like if you had more clarity? Oh, and no one says, you know, no one says, no, I don't want more clarity. I want more confusion. Um, you know, we, we all want more clarity. It's just actually, you know, per what you just said, it's taking the time to really think through that and then to be consistent in the process because that comes back. And you mentioned that, you know, in the Colby profile, I'm probably a 10 quick start, if not a nine. Uh, I'm, I'm right up there at the top of every idea is a great idea. But, you know, how many times do you look at your business and in your in your personal life as well and go, you know, I remember I had that idea a year ago. I didn't do anything with that. And then I had this next idea and I didn't do anything with that. And, you know, we've talked, Roger, we had some uh, some leadership masterminds with a private client group the last few weeks. And one of the things that's really kind of come to the surface to me around this idea of, of clarity is not just that you have a, a long term vision for the agency. But what in this case of COVID-19 and all the uncertainty, can you come up with a short-term vision, a short-term rallying cry, a rallying call, whatever you want to, whatever you, however you want to describe it, that we can really unite the team and say this, this is what we're about and say it again and again and again. And that gets back to the vital few versus saying, here's the 14 things you guys can all work on and, and everyone forgets. So um, just really, really important stuff. Um, I do want to kind of, to take the next level question, Roger, to you and kind of move from the law of the vital few to change. And, you know, I'm sitting here this week and having some reflection time between kids e-learning and coaching calls. And I thought, man, if there's ever a time that we've had to adapt to change um, and embrace change, if, if people have the right mindset, this is it. So I, I just wanted to get your perspective, Roger. When you think of change, how have you in your professional and personal life, embrace change? And how do you see agencies today embracing change successfully? Wow. <laughs> yeah, my, big question, right? Yeah, my long, long life now. Um, I think one of the things that's that's helped me the most is that I'm, I'm always open to change and innovation. And even though, as you know, I get criticized in the industry as well, that's just that Sitkin stuff. And I always say, you know, as soon as you master it, let me know and we'll move on. But change to me is the foundation of change is never ending learning. I remember uh, I learned from Tony Robbins a long, long time ago when I did the fire walk with him, uh, his, his saying, can I continual and never ending improvement? So change is inevitable. You can't stop it. You know, it's, I love the serenity prayer. And certainly if there's ever a time for the serenity prayer, it's right now. But it's just taking a look at change and saying, okay, what does this do to me short-term versus long-term? Like you said right now, what's the short-term vision versus the long-term? And then saying, you know, I have to embrace change, but I don't want to chase change just for change. And we've seen a lot of people in our industry doing a lot of things that they think will become the, the magic wand or the silver bullet or the magic pill. Do this, do that. And everybody will call you and everybody will send you emails and they'll want you to quote them. Well, let's practice quoting and unpaid consulting as we talk about. Mm -hmm. 
But I think you have to understand the reality of the new world. And what we're going through right now, to a great degree, is the new world. That that we've got to understand that the, the, the transactions themselves are going to happen. No matter where we're sitting, transactions are going to happen. And, and those will those will get done and the technology will keep improving. But at the end of the day, it still comes down to relationships. Who are your best relationships? What are you going to do with them? So embracing the thought process that change is important, but not all change is good. And make sure that when you make a change, you stick to it. I don't think anybody, at least most of us, don't wake up in the morning saying, God, I can't wait to change something meaningful today. Okay. And certainly when we're dealing with team members and agencies, they struggle with this. But to me, trying to try to answer your question, I think the biggest thing is to always be ahead of the curve on learning and be somewhat cynical on the new bright and shiny because they're not always right. But also just be, I, I guess I could say one thing, it's be the person that learns more than anybody else because something we, we preach all the time. You know, if, if you want to out-earn others, you've got to out-learn others. And this comes back to DLX too, deep learning experience and then deep execution experience. So if you can out-learn, you can out-earn and you can be ahead of the ahead of the curve. What you said uh, there, Roger, reminds me of one of, my, another one of my favorite quotes. I have a lot of favorite quotes, I guess. But uh, it says this, that people don't resist change. People resist being changed. And, um, you know, and, and the example I always give is someone said, hey, if I gave you a million dollars, are you OK with that change? Sure. Um, but, but here's what you have to do to earn, right, that million dollars. And of course, you know, with with COVID-19, I mean, you know, for a lot of us, it's, we, we, you know, we maybe kind of saw things coming, but all of a sudden, you know, that week or two, all of a sudden it's like, OK, well, this is a different world. Like, I, I don't have an option to change. I must change. So, you know, and I love what you said, it's a, you know, it's having that that learning mentality. OK. It's I could sit here and complain and whine about it, or I have the opportunity to say, how can I potentially maximize the opportunity? And and maybe I'm an eternal optimist. I probably am in a lot of ways. Um, I guess I've become a little more cynical in my years, Roger. But but I think you you look at things and go, okay, well, we can't do this, this, and this. But guess what? We can now do this, this, and this. And, you know, I think this is true in our professional lives. This is true in our personal lives. And uh, I was on a different podcast a few weeks ago and it just kind of hit me. It's like, you know, m- my life has changed a lot like yours has, Roger, and I mean, in different ways and what we have to do. But I think, wow, what are the opportunities I have now to spend more time with my family? So I can either uh, embrace that or just be mad the fact that I can't do other things. <laughs> so there's just, it's just that, again, it's, it's back to an attitude, attitude or mindset. And I want to I want to ask you. You sort of addressed this in the last question, but I want to go a little bit deeper, back to our, our our go deep topic. Is the idea of being more coachable, more teachable? And I know the best leaders that we work with. Uh, in fact, we just had this conversation this past week. The best leaders we work with are the most coachable, and and that doesn't mean that we have all the answers, but it means they have the mindset of I want to learn more. And I want to take just about 30 seconds here, Roger, and I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but brag on you a little bit. Um, because when people ask me about you know working with Roger Sitkins and what I've learned in mentorship, the biggest thing I've learned is that Roger is always learning. And you just mentioned that earlier in your last, your last answer, that you're always learning. But it's how can I take the situation and learn and improve from it? And so because of that, I've learned a lot in just watching you. And after every call, after every meeting we have, after every uh, producer camp that we do, it's 
what can we do? What do we do well? What do we not do well? And how do we make the next one better? And that's how you continue to grow and adapt. And so I say all that to kind of feed the question back to you, Roger, is how, how, how have you become so coachable and teachable? And, and again, back to references to agencies, how can agencies become more teachable and coachable? Thank you for the comments, by the way. Um, as you were saying that, something jumped in my mind. One of my very best clients and friends, great agency, Flanders Group, Chris McVicker, who unfortunately passed away several years ago now. And Chris and I were talking, and he challenged me probably more than anybody else. I even told you the other day that we, uh, I fired him, he fired me, I fired him. Right. And, and probably said some unmean things, not unmean, mean things to each other because it was very frustrating, very challenging to work with. But one day I was sitting talking with him, just had a deep discussion. And I said, Chris, more than anybody I know, and he was the first agency we ever had that got over 200000 of revenue, then eventually 275000 of revenue per employee. I said, what is it about you that you're constantly challenging everybody? You're constantly asking questions. He said, I don't know what I don't know. And I have to find out before my best competitor knows. And I thought, wow, what a, what a great lesson. It all starts with that you do really want to be that good. I think people say, yeah, I really want to grow and I really do want to do this. No, you don't because you're not willing to make the commitment. So when we look at the best agencies or why I've been fortunate to do well is, first of all, I was lucky that I had great coaches in my life early on. And I'm talking football coaches who, and you heard the story, my football, high school football coach also coached with me, uh, coached me through the four years in college, et cetera, went on to the Green Bay Packers, but he did, not me. Um, and so I, I had that role. I had a great leader in, in my father, who was just a great man. And so I had good role models there, what it took. But then I just said, you know, how, how can I be really good at what I do? And I'm not even close to my best version possible yet. But it's just, it's the mindset of saying, I've got to get better. You know, so, someone's going to be the best. And, you know, you, when we talk about this best version possible of you, well, as you know, in our mastery program recently, we challenged people. We said, is the best person, is the best version possible of you, the best version of anybody in our industry? And there's some very strong people in that room. And you could just see their head snap back. And I said, so let's not just be the best version possible of ourselves. Why don't we find what the best version possible in our industry is and shoot for that? That's exciting. Yeah, it's it just flashed thoughts in my head too. And I, I think I've shared this with you, Roger, but um, you know, when I started doing some, some speaking and training and we all have these, you know, these doubts or uncertainties in the back of our mind, whether we let them show or not um, we're human. And um, you know, when I first started doing some speaking or training, I remember, you know, you go out to different places and talk to people and uh, you may have heard it before the imposter syndrome, which is, you know, who am I to be you know, telling you or speaking with you of, of things that I've learned and sharing? Cause you make a lot more money than me, or you've been in business a lot longer than me. And what I found out really early, um, in fact, when my first, my first paid speaking training event, um, I was scared to death of three or four of the producers in the room who were, I don't know their exact books of business at the time, but they were all, let's just say million dollar producers, easy. Um, and, and I just remember going, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And what was interesting is that they were the four that took the most notes. They, they were the four that asked the most questions. 
they were the four that came up at afterwards and shook my hand and said, I really appreciate you sharing some of that. That was helpful to me. I think I can take a few things here and learn from it. Yet the average people, um, the dabblers, or even some of the newer ones, you know, had the arms full of going, yeah, I know that. I've heard that. I'm fine. And I have seen that throughout my life every single year. And it's the same now in working with agencies. Um, we just had a really cool, as you will attest to, Roger, a really cool roundtable with some of our best agency leaders and our client group. And every one of them are just good people who want to learn and grow, who want to help, who want to make deposits. I don't know everything yet. And all of these people could very well pretty much retire now and be just fine. But they don't because there's more to that. It, there, there's that hunger that I always am curious. So uh, I know I'm kind of going on a, on a, my soapbox there, but any comments you want to make to that, Roger? Well, I mean, it's absolutely true. I just was flashing back to the best producers we've ever worked with and now in our Elite 50 program. It's interesting that the, the largest producer in the group takes more notes than anybody else. The success leaves clues. They want to keep challenging themselves. They want to get better. And they clearly that one of our favorite sayings now, of course, is that if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to go find a new room. They never come across as the smartest person in the room. They're they're confident, but they also are not arrogant. They're just saying, hey, you know what? There's more I can learn. I wonder what he's doing. I wonder what she's doing. I wonder what he's doing. And we said the collective genius of getting really sharp people together, which is our whole mastermind concept, our, our client concept. Uh, the, the collective genius of saying, you know, if we took the best thing that every single person in this room did and could put it in one person, how great would that producer be or how great would that agency be? So it's, it, you know, that's the growth set. The mindset you want is that, you know, I'm not done yet. Are you? And I love that. One. I'm not done yet. Are you? No. Well, let's go work together. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, so well said. And there's a, a book title out there and I have not read the book. So I, I don't want to talk about the book. I just love the title. So it makes me want to read the book. I know it's by Ryan Holiday. It's called Ego is the Enemy. And um, just the title in, intrigues me because I, as you were saying that, Raj, I was just thinking again of like, why why do some people continue to grow in advance? And, and what is that one thing typically that stops people from getting better? And I think if I had to narrow it down, this is my thought, it's our ego that I already know it all. I already have as much as I want. And, and maybe there's more to that. But I just think that idea that, that our ego, in many cases, prevents us from being everything we can and should be. And that's too bad. Um, and, and, and I'm raising my hand. There are times I let my ego get in the way. And so it's just the idea to sit back and go, what can I learn? What, what, what are some things that, I, that, that someone could teach me? Who are the people that I need to, to spend more time with? All those things are important questions. So all that being said, Roger, is we're, we're going here on 20, almost 27 minutes. Hard to believe. It's just having a fun conversation. But um, I want to ask you one final question, and you can kind of put a bow on this. But, and I, I wrote this down, so you could take it however you want to take it. But I think one of the things that I do see for, from great agency leaders, and certainly in a time right now of uncertainty, uh, and for a lot of people, a time of fear is thinking abundantly versus thinking with a scarcity mindset. And so how do you, Roger, I mean, you've had situations in your, your life and your career, ups and downs. Um, how have you been able to think abundantly? Uh, and how have you able to see agencies think abundantly in times of crisis or turmoil like we're living through now? Well, number one, I, I want to live an abundant life. And I want that for my family. I, I want it for my spouse, for Stephanie. You know, for my kids, for my grandchildren, I want, for our, I want everybody to live with abundance, but it's earned. And abundance 
mindset or an actual abundance is something you have to earn. And you don't just say, well, I want it and it shows up. You've got to be doing all that hard work and you know, make yourself luck, lucky as you've talked about before. So it's really an attitude and a big part of the attitude. You, know, said, you said how ego gets in the way. Well, so does self-limiting beliefs, doubt, self-doubts where you don't believe in yourself. And, you know, if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you can't. It's that simple. And so just getting to the point of saying, look, what does abundance look like for me? And it's different for everybody. And then what do I have to do personally from a behaviors and habits standpoint, from a learning standpoint to live a life of abundance? And, you know, where I love this thought process that wherever you are today, it's based upon decisions you've made. And where you wind up will based on will be based upon decisions you're about to make that you actually implement. Yeah, that's, say that again, right? I mean that that's worth a that's a, that's a ride or downer, right? So basically, I'm trying to I'm taking notes here as well. But where you are today is based on the decisions you made yesterday. I'm, 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 yeah, where wherever you are today is based upon decisions you've made in the past. And wherever you go, it's based upon decisions you're going to make now and move forward. You may remember one of my favorite sayings, because it's mine, that yesterday becomes tomorrow unless we do something different today. So yesterday becomes tomorrow unless we do something different today. And that's just a great attitude to have. And part of your, hopefully people have a morning routine with a morning declaration to get some of these things in there. And it's something that's written down and you read to yourself as part of your morning routine to get ready to go out there and play the game at a very high level. Well, I have a, I have a new quote that I just created, Roger, just uh, the spur of the moment here. It it goes to all the listeners uh, right now. If you didn't write that down, what Roger just said, you're stupid. That's my (laughs) Um, so having some fun, but it's no, I mean, these are things that just, again, I, I learn every time I, I speak with you. So I appreciate that. Um, well, Roger, thanks for, thanks for being on again. And again, I want to limit this to about 30 minutes or so. So we'll wrap this up. I, any, any final words that you want to share before I, I put a final goodbye to this? No, just eliminate that hairball of complexity, get down to the basics and do the deep learning experience, deep learning execution, because it, the vital few things that people actually do. It's not what you know, it's what you do, as we've said a thousand times. So just get focused and take this time to get to that abundance that you really desire for you and your family. Well said. I do want to add one thought. Um, and and Roger, you alluded to this, but it, it struck back, uh, I did a keynote a couple of years ago around growth. And one of the ideas was that you know, we can we can go on how we feel or we can go on actions. And one of the things that I love and a philosophy I try to live by is act yourself into a feeling. Don't feel yourself into an action. And, you know, I believe that action reduces fear and increases courage. And the, the example I can give just so people understand what I, what I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of times people say, I don't feel like working out. But yet it's amazing when you take the action because you know it's important and you start the process, you go, you know, I feel better. And, and that is so true with agencies as well. And so my challenge to you as a listener is what's a small action, right? You can live in, in being a little bit paralyzed right now and have uncertainty, but what is one area, back to what Roger alluded to, a vital few, but an action you can take, maybe you don't feel like it. Maybe it is uncomfortable. Uh, you know, maybe it's going to challenge you in different ways, but you know it's important. You've thought about an action you need to take so that you can feel better. And certainly your agency can feel better as well. And maybe your clients, your community um, on top of that. So thanks again, Roger, for being with me today. Um, just a quick announcement as well um, for, for, for the listeners. 
I had mentioned our producer fit program, our virtual producer fit program, as we've adapted. Uh, we launched our virtual producer fit program starts on May 4th, depending on when you're listening to this. That is sold out, completely sold out. We were blown away with the response. Uh, there is a good chance. Uh, I don't know specifics yet. Maybe Roger has something. I don't know. But there's a good chance that we'll launch another one as we grow the waiting list. So if you go to sitkins.com slash profit, looks like profit, sitkins.com slash profit, you can put yourself on the waiting list for when we release our next one. So I want to make that announcement. Thank you all for listening, and I wish you all the best in your success. Talk soon.